0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the final episode of United Launch Alliance's Voices of Delta II. I'm Heather McFarland, and I'm here with my dad, David McFarland. We've been speaking with Bill Cullen, Vulcan Launch Operations Leader and Atlas V Launch Director, Steve Huff, Systems Operations Engineering Leader... Kathy McLaughlin, East and West Coast Technical Services Manager, Paul Fratto, Electrical Ground Lead for Delta 4, Dana Vandersarel, Mission Assurance for the Propulsion Team for Delta 2, and Todd Gerkins, Propulsion Systems Chief Engineer for Delta 2, and hearing their memories of joining the Delta 2 team and sticking with it until now, the final launch.
1: The past two episodes, you heard us discuss everyone's backgrounds and traditions and the strong teams that built the program. Now all that's left is to discuss the final mission. And saying goodbye to a rocket that left such a positive mark on each of our lives.
0: As we neared this last launch of the Delta II, I began with asking each person what was their most memorable Delta II launch. With hundred and fifty five launched from this workhorse, was there one in particular that they'd never forget? What is your most memorable Delta II launch?
2: When we were making the transition between the old Dreams vehicles, as Bill said earlier and and the new upgraded avionics between DRIMS and, and, and what they call Rifka. We were going between the old push-button consoles, and new computer consoles. So we had actually both sets of these consoles in, in our blockhouse. And because we had one rocket on a pad that was the old style and another rocket on the other pad that was a new style, we had to switch back and forth. When we came down to the very last vehicle, the very last one, yeah. I think it was Galaxy 9 maybe, I had the honor and the privilege to actually sit console and we actually physically pushed a button to launch the rocket ship. I mean a real button that you push and the rocket ship would, uh, would fly away three seconds later.
0: Let me get this straight. You had to be very precise with the timing of pushing this button. The button to launch the rocket.
1: Correct. You had to push it as close as possible to T minus zero within milliseconds.
2: You're literally sitting there counting your heartbeats watching the clock and, and you had to lift up a little protective cover on the thing and you had to sit there and watch it and you sit there and by the time you saw T-minus 3 seconds, that's when you pushed the switch because your reaction time was about, you know, 3 tenths or 7 tenths of a second slow. <laughs> You count that into your reaction time to hit the button, and then you would uh, hope that at T-0 the rocket lifted off. You didn't want to lift off early, but late, later was okay.
1: These days, there's not a button to launch the rocket, but rather a computer system. So the launch team has the ability to stop the rocket from launching. But the entire system is programmed to launch if all conditions are met.
2: I think probably the Mars rover missions for me, to get to Mars on the Delta II mission, they always seemed to want to land around July 4th and so we would be launching over the Christmas holidays. My memory is the team always came together especially for those missions that were so critical and knowing that we were launching these rovers that went up and ran around Mars was just something we looked forward to and and I just remember launching those and and when they landed on Mars, you know, knowing that that we made that happen uh, was probably one of the highlights in, in my career.
3: Kind of similar to Paul. Uh, but a little bit different, the flip side of the coin. So so having worked on the uh, new launch control system for so long and and actually moving to Florida, I had a new baby and I could either uh, not see her grow up or or move the whole family to Florida. So so we uprooted from California, came down here, worked on it, and, and the first AUV mission was XTE. It had two really interesting aspects to it. First, being the first uh, avionics upgrade ALCS mission, which uh, was a lot of fun. And uh, it was the first mission where I got to interact with the principal investigator for the experiment. A lot of these people were physicists and, and worked their whole career on, on a theory, and, and then they went through the whole funding process with NASA to actually make an experiment and, and buy a launch for their theory to go prove it out. They've worked so hard throughout their life on something, and it's coming to culmination. And uh, their excitement, um, I, so I really remember that on the XTE mission. Uh, we've had that on others, but uh, I think XTE being the first AUV. The first NASA mission where where the okay. PI was down here for quite a while and interacting with us and such uh, that made that my favorite.
4: I think uh, my one of my most uh, memorable launches was uh, GPS to our nine. My husband was in the military at the time, got stationed over, um, well deployed within 30 miles of the Iraqi border, and uh, that launch was during that time that he was over there and he had contacted me and told me that they have, their maps were, were awful. And what they did was they were using GPS to do a remap of the entire area so that they could actually put in the bases that they needed, comm and all that for the warfighters. So that was, that was really cool that we, we were doing something for the nation, it. so that was great.
0: That must cool. just feel incredible knowing that you helped launch the rocket that put the GPS in place that was then helping your husband and so many others help save lives. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, look at it. it
4: permeates everything.
1: <laughs> so I'd probably be remiss if I didn't have the one that was probably most personal input to me, which was NASCAR-2R-12. That's the one where we had our very first... Uh, leak of the second stage propellants after we loaded.
0: As a reminder, my dad now works specifically with anomalies, so it makes sense that he would remember a launch that was marked by moments not going according to plan. Uh,
1: we typically would load the second stage uh, propellants two days before launch. They're storable so that they you know, were um, safe inside the rocket, but we always had to monitor for leaks and we had never seen any leaks because we test our systems that thoroughly. Unfortunately, on this one, uh, we had an indication middle of the night that one of the uh, controls was leaking internally. We uh, went got got the phone call, went out to the pad middle of the night, confirmed that that was leaking, and we uh, we got everybody in there because this was a, a, an extremely serious event that never happened in the history of the program. So, the teamwork involved with that that everybody. Uh, came together, figured out how to drain the rocket, save the rocket, replace the discrepant hardware, reassemble the new hardware, retest, refill, and we completed all that within two weeks and launched that rocket. Uh, Just an amazing, amazing effort by the joint team to pull that off. And that one remains my most memorable.
0: And that really attests to that teamwork and dedication to mission success. It's really cool for me personally to to hear the memories um, and it re-excites me and invigorates me to continue to work in the space industry.
2: So
3: if I had to say my science missions were always kind of my favorite because most of them are one of a kind. You can't replace them. You have to make a perfect, perfect rocket, do everything you can to make sure it gets to orbit. Our first launch to Mars, probably the most memorable. Deep Space was special, too, because it was like one of those science missions that they had worked on for 30, 40 years to get all the
2: technology to be able to to do it properly.
1: Those two, the first two Mars missions we did, that was Delta 239 and 240, they launched in uh, November and December of 1996. Uh, 239 was the Mars Global Surveyor, and it was followed by the Mars Pathfinder, which had the first uh, Mars rover, successful rover for NASA.
0: So as we've discussed, Delta II, um, the incredible rocket, the incredible program, reminiscing about everything you've worked on, describe to me how you feel about the closing of this program and working the final Delta II launch.
4: Wow. The end of an era, I mean, bittersweet because we know how wonderful the program was But, you know, all good things must come to an end. (laughs) But for me, I grew up on this rocket. I love this rocket. It really makes me sad to see it stop.
3: Yeah, I think it's bittersweet. One one analogy we had was it was a Ferrari, and everyone was different, and everyone had its own personality. So it's sad to see the last one. I, I think there's a... A very large uh, pride aspect to it, uh, having worked on it for so long. You know, 30 years or so, over half my life.
2: I feel blessed that I've been able to work the program, you know, from the time I hired in out of college uh, to today, you know, be part of every one of these Delta II launches over the 31 ish years. It's amazing. But it's hard to see it go. It's like losing a family member.
4: So proud. Everybody, I think, that was associated with it is so proud to have worked on Yeah, pride is
1: rampant amongst the team. Um, You know, our recent experience at 17, the uh, demolition of that, and uh, as a precursor to our last launch uh, finally out at Vandenberg, and uh, it's a sad time. Uh, But our pride in what we've done will remain forever.
0: It's been incredible hearing all the memories from the Delta II program. Let's get to the best part, what it was like during Delta II's final launch.
1: First, you'll hear Scott Messer's voice, ULA NASA program manager speaking prior to launch. He is on the launch pad as the mobile service tower was preparing to roll back from the rocket. After Scott, you'll hear terminal count polling and lift off the vehicle. Listen in.
3: We're here at Vandenberg Air Force
1: Base at Space Launch Complex 2 for the roll of the tower For the last time, for the Delta II vehicle, as we launch the ISAT 2 mission for
2: NASA.
0: L minus seven minutes.
2: Status check to be with terminal count. Report go, no go. Talker. Go. FSC. Go. Prop 1. Go. Prop 2. Go. PEA. Go. PEA. Go. VP. Go. SCM. Go. SYS. Go. FAC. Go. ATC 3. Go. Timer. Go. HYE. Go. FMA. Go. SSC, go, SSP, go, TM1, go, TM2, go, VE, go, ATC2, go, VSE, go, OSM, go, FAC go, GE, go, RC, clear to proceed, NASA TM, go, USO, go, AC, go, Launch Director, LC, you have permission to launch, proceeding with the count, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Liftoff of the final Delta II, launching nearly three decades of science research and exploration missions, lifting ISAT-2 on a quest to explore the polar ice sheets of our constantly changing home planet.
1: After liftoff and completion of spacecraft separation, we hear from Steve Huff as he toasts to the launch team for their successful last Delta II mission, followed by myself speaking in the Mission Director Center, giving a few final remarks.
2: All right.
1: I'd like everybody to raise their glasses on behalf of the launch team present and past who have had the honor and privilege to work this amazing program. To the Delta II, America's workhorse, on the event of its final mission, 155 launches, each one of which has helped to save lives, explore the universe, and connect the world. Godspeed, Delta II, and thank you for your almost 30 years of unparalleled excellence. Uh, my name is David McFarland, and I'd like to welcome you to the Quick Look Report for the ISAT 2 mission, our FOCUS, and Delta-381. Wow, the final mission of our workhorse, uh, Delta-2, and uh, also our last ULA launch from Slick 2 West. So we all can uh, certainly be proud of that. I want to mention the single greatest thing throughout my career of 41-plus years that I was ever taught, and that was a quote from Lyle Holloway we're only as good as our next mission. That in a nutshell is the philosophy we have lived by throughout the entire Delta II program. And I'd like to say that our record of a 154 and one backs that up very well. And I'll be forever proud of being part of this legacy. Okay, enough of that. Thank you.
0: Through 155 launches beginning in 1989, this tremendous program is a tribute to the dedicated ULA employees, customers, and supplier teammates that ensure that mission success is the focus of each and every launch. If you want to keep up to date with ULA's upcoming events, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ULA Launch. Thank you for listening to Voices of Delta II.